Hello and welcome to the Decent United Kingdom podcast. This is, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, it is an extra time special. Because we're not all going to be talking about soccer. There is going to be a little bit of dad talk. So if you are watching on YouTube, you'll see over to my right here. I keep forgetting because it's mirrored. I have to point to my actual left, but it's on the right on your screen. Um, it's David Shams. Now, if you are an avid listener and you've been here since the very beginning, thank you. You'll probably recognise David. But if you are a new listener, a new viewer, uh, David, he was the first ever guest on this podcast. And it's great to have him back because we're both new dads and we're going to be talking to babies. So, <laughs> but please stick around. There is soccer. Then that's coming up very soon. But David, uh, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you on. How are you and your your child? Yeah, well, first, uh, James, thanks for thanks for having me uh, back on. Um, and it has been uh, the last few few months have been a, a really fun, interesting uh, roller coaster, I guess. Uh, I told someone whenever uh, my, my baby first, my daughter first came home, uh, that it was like white knuckle driving. Um, you're just constantly <laughs> holding on, you know, but you're not, you're, you're not driving. You're like in the passenger seat. Right. And so, uh, and, you know, gradually it's, I've gotten a little bit more confident since then, but you, you're never truly like 100% confident about, about anything that you're doing. And, and like we were talking about on the phone or not on the phone earlier, um, it's this, you know, you're constantly, your, your attention is con constantly split. Like you're constantly listening or mm. looking for what she or in your case he is doing uh even while you're doing something something else whether it's making dinner washing dishes uh folding clothing watching tv reading writing whatever um you're constantly on the lookout so um but i mean the the, the elephant in the room is COVID 19 right yep, so it is that is completely changed everything for, for us um i don't know about you but uh my in-laws and then my my mom were supposed to come and help out for a significant amount of time and they couldn't because of travel restrictions and my mom is in her 70s so it's we don't want to risk that uh so yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> i know the feeling on that side because i know my side of the family they live 230 odd miles away so yeah them coming down has been a no-go thankfully right. they did manage to come down before our lockdown started so okay. literally the weekend before it all kicked off oh wow um so my mom and dad have seen i've seen uh, jack um but uh my in-laws they one of the uh, my mother-in-law um she's she they're there that's <laughs> easiest to say um yeah. she is shielding so now that the restrictions are a little bit lighter uh -huh. it's a not so bad so we yeah. still keep our distance obviously but um she's been able to see jack from a distance um, and then my father-in-law um it, we've been around to his garden a couple of times because now we can okay. go in back gardens yeah um <laughs> still obviously distancing but yep. yeah, yeah he's been able to see yeah, jack as well so it's all good good um we're just uh, in the middle of a range and uh, meeting my uh, my parents somewhere in the middle of the UK. Okay. Because I live in the southwest and they right. live in the northeast. Yeah. You, you're in, was it Chel Cheltenham? Near area? enough, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's um, that's where I work, actually. So, okay. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's about 
10 minute drive away something like that 10 15 minute drive so very very close um i know in the last show i was speaking to daniel and and he was asking how far away i'm from less i was like a couple of hours away and this is like well in america that's actually quite close yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but speaking of speaking of soccer yeah (laughs) we are here to talk a little bit about soccer um there's been Obviously, a few things. Obviously, since you were last on the show, there's been quite a lot. But we're going yeah. to talk about what's kind of happened, really, in the last week. So, the MLS back is back tournament was right. uh, announced, and the group stage has been drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, talk us through it, David. So, we're obviously up against Toronto, New England Revs, and Montreal Impact. Talk us through it. Yeah, there was a, an interesting conversation on uh, at halftime in one of the Bundesliga matches on on Fox Sports, which I don't think you all get, um, or you were able to get that feed at all. Um, but it was Alexi Lawless, Stu Holden, and then the the host uh, Rob Stone, and they were asking what the group of death was, like what the most competitive hmm. group would be. And I normally don't agree with Alexi Lawless, uh, just because he's always out there. Um, <laughs> And he's more of a, like a shock jock in, in my opinion. But uh, he, I agreed with him on this one that, that our group is probably, while we don't have the best teams in the league in the group, um, it's the most evenly matched. So anything yeah. could happen. Um, it, and it's also hard to tell because they've only, they only played two games uh, and then the season was kind of halted. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't really know what players have done when they were in isolation working out. Um, and then you don't know what sorts of like chemistry issues came up during that time period or were festering before and never got addressed and then could possibly come up in the, in the tournament. Yep. Um, and then who, who got injured. And I think you, you wrote it down on the, the, the pre show notes. There's a one player who's tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. Um, what will that do to the rest of the, t- of the team and how they train? It's uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think yeah. um, I've seen some rumours on who it is, but obviously it can't be confirmed because the club hasn't confirmed it. But rumour has it, it was uh, Edison Flores. So that is an interesting huh. one to see. Um, yeah. Because all the photos from, obviously they did the BLM, I, um, I Can't Breathe uh, yeah. painting on the pitch. He wasn't yep. there. Okay. The training photos that have been out from this week, he's not involved or you don't yeah. see him there. And yeah. there was a photo he put up on Instagram where he shaved his head. Different look. Um, okay. But with just new boots. So I know where uh, it doesn't look like there's the ground inside. Yeah. It's just him short holding some new boots. So it's, it's potentially Edison Flores and, yeah. By the way he looks on the photo that he posted, he looks fitting well, so it's probably only mild yeah. symptoms, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, is like what are you know, one, how the test went. Was it just like test for the antibodies or was it test for actual like is he like shedding it, right? It but yeah. he's symptomatic. Um and again it gets back to we don't really know enough about the, the, the virus to really know what any of it means. Just like, okay, out of abundance of precaution, you need to have to isolate yourself for two weeks after this positive test. And if it is him, it's going to be 
um, have a major impact on how the team trains and how the team sets up for 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 the tournament. Which, yeah. I mean, when are they when are they going to put out the schedule for when DC United plays? Because they they haven't yet. No, and that no. that's kind of sends up some some red flags for me. Some some signals that they're not sure that they're even going to be able to start on July eighth. Uh, combined with the fact that Florida is having a, a, a spike uh, in, in cases, yeah. um, so <laughs> um, it's, it's just it's a <laughs> it's just like it we're so close we we yeah. can taste it and yep. but it's it's just out of that reach and you're thinking my fingers are crossed my toes are crossed anything else yep. I can cross is crossed yep and. Yep. I just hope that where they're going, so the ESPN Worldwide Wide World of Sports, I keep it's it's a mouthful the name. Yeah, um, that they truly are separated. They are on their own, and mm-hmm. the only time they have contact is when they come out on the pitch against other teams. So, right, it's. I really do hope that Don Garber has looked at and made sure that there are mm-hmm. no issues in terms of the player safety and mm-hmm. um, safety of the staff as well yeah um but, in terms of the, the i know you wanted to talk a little bit about the the teams that they were playing yeah. uh one I'm, I'm actually fascinated to see how Thierry Henry does as the manager for the impact yeah. um especially coming off the failure at monaco where it was just really bad like he did mm. not do well and of course keep in mind awful. Yeah, it was right after they sold Fabinho and uh, Mbappe and a few other players. Um, right on the cusp of them doing quite well in the in the Champions League, they sold all these players, and he comes in and is like, "Well, doesn't do so great." But still, it's like there's an expectation because it is Monaco yeah. that they do perform a little bit better than they did. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So that's one thing, it's- and then Toronto. Um, I, I'm always interested to see how much longer Michael Bradley can play and, and, and if Josie Altidore can <laughs> have a season without being injured for an extended period of time, uh, yeah. which has, I guess, been his issue throughout his entire career. Yeah. I think. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> I just <laughs> always remember very being injury prone. He has, yeah. I, mean, I know from his Sunderland and Hull days, Yep. He, he just was riddled with injuries. In uh, the nicest way, I hope he, he doesn't have any more injuries. Mm-hmm. Right. Except when he's playing DC. Right. <laughs> That's the only yeah, time he's allowed to, to be score. injured. Um, I, I'm finding it really difficult to kind of even put a grasp on how this whole tournament is going to go. Because as you rightly said, there's only been two games so far this season. Mm-hmm. And you can't put any predictions based on that because it... Right. It's your first couple of games of the season. You're still mm-hmm. settling down into team rhythm. Yeah. I know that we've had this lengthy layoff. Mm-hmm. It is going to be like preseason all over again. Yeah. Um, so I hope it's preseason, but it counts, right? Yeah. So that's like... literally it. It's <laughs> the group stages are going towards the actual overall season. So if you didn't know that, they each team will get three games in the group stages. Even mm-hmm. that six group team, they're only playing three games, so they're not playing each other, which is weird. Yeah, 
I don't I know mean, why they couldn't have just set, spread that like extra two teams across yeah. the other I don't groups. understand how that's going to work uh, because you're going to think you're going to someone's going to have an advantage somewhere along the line in that group mm-hmm. and the other teams in that group are going to be at a disadvantage from being able to qualify out of the group as well because right. there's more of them mm-hmm. so there's a little bit unfairness in there and the fact that both yeah. Orlando and Inter Miami were automatically seeded into that group just because they wanted a big derby match mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's MLS being very MLS right there Right, Let's yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, MLS being MLS. Um, yes. A, a, a convoluted-ish tournament that is supposed to be preseason-ish. Yes. But not counting, but counting. And then... Yeah. There's what is it? It's a $1.1 million prize pool you've got up for grabs. You've got a place in the CONCACAF Champions League next season. Yep. In, but only three games are counting towards the league. Yeah. And then you may not like even have a league in the fall, right? Like so we don't yeah. really know once this is over, once they play, you know, COVID-19 could come back or what you have is is just no fans in the stadium, uh and which causes another problem for a lot of teams who rely on ticket revenue for everything, right? Which yeah. I think most MLS teams uh are heavily not heavily reliant. I don't know what the the, the ratio is, but it, it's like a lot of lower league teams in the UK rely heavily on ticket yeah. revenue. Absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> it's it, it will again. I, I can't say this enough. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But mm. I'm also I'm ho- hopefully optimistic, but I'm also a little cynical in that, like, I just don't know <laughs> if it's actually going to happen um, because we've seen these spikes after the U S in some places reopen. And so it's going to make it a difficult proposition for, for sports teams in general, whether it's soccer or, or basketball or American football yeah. to reopen and have fans in a stadium. Like my wife's family, for example, are big Penn state football fans, which um, their stadium fits about 110,000 people maybe 105,000 and we go, yeah, it's a lot. We, we, we try to go every year to one game and I'm yeah. a sports fan and, and sitting in a stadium of 105,000 people is phenomenal. Like it's yeah. a fun experience. Right. But I'm not going to do that during a pandemic. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, and then also like how are, how are teams going to be able to play and perform in that specific level? Right. Without yeah. any fans there. Cause you think you get some energy off of that. Um, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I do apologize. My, uh, kitty cat walked in. Into the room. <laughs> started meowing. That's, That's all right. Insane. Oh, I, that, that's staying in the show afterwards. Um, but yeah, it's, I just don't get how big the stadiums are over in the States for even yep. the college and high school things. It's just yep. insane, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think there are at least four or five other college stadiums that have over 100,000 100, uh, fans that can that can what? come in and, and watch. Yeah, uh, and, and it's really it's really college sports. It's not even professional sports. So mm. 
um, a lot of these American football teams that have big stadiums really only fit 60, 60,000. Yeah. Uh, some, some fit 80, but, uh, which is still a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, I'm not saying it's not a lot. It's just, <laughs> um, you know, it's just interesting that college football has that many people coming to it all the time, but no, yeah, it's just mental. Um, yeah. Speaking of obviously big stadiums and attendance yep. and some things, um, EPL, so the English Premier yeah. League, made its comeback. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you yeah. manage to watch either of the games yesterday? I watched uh, the last 30 minutes of the uh, Villa-Sheffield United match. I do uh, apologize for that then. Because <laughs> that was dull. Yeah. Uh, so I missed... The, the the no call uh, which I can get back to and then I watched most of the the uh, city uh, Arsenal match um, yep. which we also have lined up to talk about <laughs> but the uh, I was watching some of the so there's a second uh, division uh, German league team that I try to follow uh, because mm-hmm. I studied there about 20 years ago oh. uh, who's that 17. Like? 17 years ago uh, in, in Regensburg. And so they have a team that's in the second division. So I was watching that uh, instead of the other match. Fair enough. Um, and um, so I missed the, the like no goal goal, the goal that was supposed to be a goal that ended up being a no goal. That's uh, yes. just like, uh, EPL just that. really rolled oh. out VAR and goal line technology really poorly. And it's just like, what, what, like how, what yeah. happened? <laughs> honestly so i was caught both games i watched them both full in full mm-hmm. and you see the the free kick come in you know okay. i mean the keeper what the heck he was doing yeah. absolutely awful keeping granted the villa player i don't know who it was but pushed the keeper over the line mm-hmm. that's yeah. not good but right they have in each of the premier league stadiums they have mm-hmm. i think it's seven cameras over the both goals so they should be able to see if the Mm -hmm. ball goes over the line there's a sensor inside the actual um, soccer ball Mm -hmm. and that didn't go off so the ref uh, Michael Oliver who I really do rate I think he's absolutely brilliant referee yeah he thought it was a goal but because his wrist didn't go off Mm -hmm. he automatically it wasn't a goal he's like it it can't have gone over the line then because goal line technology has actually never failed this right. is the first yeah. time it's ever failed. Yeah. And it was just, you saw, obviously, Sheffield, Sheffield United players, and they're obviously adamant that it went over the line. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, you see the replays, you know, yeah. that is just, it's blatant. Right. I can see why Michael Oliver has gone and said, it's no goal because obviously his yeah. wrist. The linesman should have seen it. Right. Because he was on that side of the pitch as well. Yeah, and VAR. So, I under under my on my understanding, VAR wasn't allowed to intervene when it was something to do with goal line technology. Okay, things have come out. Statements statements came out today, and one was actually from last night, which was from Hawkeye, who yeah. apologized, saying yeah. That, yeah, the system wasn't working. We apologize unreservedly. Um, investigations are going on. Not much more you can do about that, really. Right, yeah. Um, and then the Premier League came out. Um, or was it uh, PGMOL, the 
yeah. professional referee, whatever, and talked about VAR. And they said that they sh- some. It was a bit of a wishy-washy statement in which that yeah. they could have been good, could have got involved, but they yeah. didn't. Right. When you think, yeah. it's a clear and obvious error. Yeah. I don't know how much more clear and obvious it has to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just... <laughs> yeah, I, I was a lot like you, and I thought that originally that because it's goal line technology that, that VAR couldn't be involved. But then I think I heard, just like you, that it be, they could have said, okay, clear and obvious error. We have until the next stoppage of play to, to review it and yep. then say, you know what, you need to go and check this out. Yeah. And, you know... I think if I'm Michael Oliver, I'm pretty pissed right now because this kind of besmirches my record a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I think you could tell he, like you said, he was like, I can't call this a goal, even though I feel yeah. pretty confident it was a goal. I, I don't know 100% sure that, that it happened. And because the goal on technology didn't work, he didn't get the buzz, like you said, but yeah. then his VAR guy disappears on him i don't know yeah. what happened with that and clearly sees it happen because we're all getting the replays like in the next minute and a half before the yep. next stoppage and so we all see it this is the moment that even if i feel like even if it wasn't protocol you you say this isn't an exception to the exception to the exception to the exception yeah. and once in a lifetime or once in a season once in, in 10 seasons that i'm going to make this call and say you need to go check this because no. Yeah. It's it just baffles me and you just think just just, just do it. Yeah. But this is kind of the downside to technology. Yeah. Is the fact that it made Michael Oliver second guess that decision. <laughs> yeah. If that technology wasn't there, that yep. that would have been one 0 to Sheffield United. Right. Yep. He would have just blown the whistle and said goal. Yeah. 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 And now that we've got that technology he's obviously had to rely on it to make that decision yep. rather than going with his gut, which for me, that's, like I said, the downside. And I feel like the referee should be able to go with their gut. Mm-hmm. And if they are doubting anything, then mm-hmm. use the technology. The that technology makes sense, should yeah. always be the backup to right. what the referee decides. Yep. And I still don't understand why and I don't know, I can't remember whether it happens in MLS because it's been so long since I've been able to watch a game and where VAR has had to intervene. Um, I've always understood, I would always want it where the referee speaks to VAR rather than VAR going in the referee's ear. Well, you might want to check that. Right. Right. And if fine if the referee's completely missed it. Yeah. But if it's down to things like a penalty decision or a sending off decision or the goal line uh, decision right the referee should be able to go to the VR yeah, got can you can you guys just load that up for me so I can go over to the monitor and just check it out just to, just to make sure yeah definitely I think that's that's something that uh, if they're not doing they should be at least thinking about doing because at some point you're gonna as an official you know maybe the, the guy in the booth also missed it and yeah. if you're both missing it you just feel like hey like let's just for the sake of the purity of the game or whatever just check this you know so yeah, yeah. I, like i said technology should be there to enhance it and be there as the backup right the referee should always have the first decision 
but if for whatever reason he's missed something or he wants to check something out just to make sure he's got the right decision, yep. he should be the one who's leading it rather than the guy in the booth saying, you missed that, you want to go and check that. Mm-hmm. It's sure. Or it's a penalty decision, we need to mm-hmm. check it again. Yep. The referee gave it a penalty. If he wants to check it, fine. Yep. But he's given the penalty. Let him... Yep. Um, yeah, there's that, but I guess the the thing that, that that I'm just like kind of thinking about too is that, you know, at some at some point there's also, and, and I think we saw this in the the Liverpool v Chelsea uh, Super Cup match, and then we've seen it in, I think it was Spurs v Bayern in London, um, this year in the Champions League, where it was clearly uh, in in the Chelsea v Liverpool case not a penalty. And the referee was adamant that it was a penalty, and yeah. so they didn't review it. And then in the in the Bayern Spurs match, it was clear that it was a penalty. And the referee was adamant that it wasn't, and so that yeah. there was no review. Which I guess, and you you make a compelling point in that the referee should make that the center ref should make that decision. But at some point, there should be some way to to be like, no, dude, you you actually completely missed this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't know how that would work, but. <laughs> That conversation needs to take place. <laughs> we can probably both agree no way it's going to be 100% accurate. Yeah. That's right. that, And that's yeah. it. That's the that's human nature. We're never going to be 100% yeah. accurate. So, um, yeah. but I do want to talk about, obviously, the Man City-Arsenal uh, yeah. game because <laughs> David Luiz yeah. didn't start. Yeah. <laughs> Came on because Arsenal, they just got injuries left, right, and center, bless them. Right. Yeah. You can see why he doesn't start normally and why he hasn't been offered a contract. Yeah. Is he, he lasted what, 45 minutes total? Ish. Yeah, ish. Give or take. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. Want to say it this way, but that's the only way I can think of it is like he's a guy who's like kind of failed upwards. He's like the example, like the prototypical example of like he's had two or three really amazing moments and he's made his career off those two or three really amazing moments. And yeah. those moments are amazing, like they're phenomenal, right? The, some of the goals that he's scored off free kicks, some of the like plays he's made are, are great, but he he has all of these other like really dramatic mistakes that just I, I can't even think like what what's going on in his head and when he walks out onto the pitch you look at him and you're like this guy doesn't know he's at a football match like he has no like it's like he's not there there's something going on in his head that he's like I'm not mentally prepared for this space but here I am I'm gonna go out and do this yeah. uh and it doesn't. It doesn't work, and yet he's played at PSG. He's played at Chelsea twice, uh, and he's now at Arsenal. Um, that said, uh, you know I'd take him on my on my, on my team, <laughs> right? But uh, which is, you know, uh, I don't. I don't know. That may maybe not be the nicest thing, but uh, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him. Uh, play with DC United. I wouldn't be opposed to see him playing, um, you know, in, in France again or Portugal, even Spain, but mm. it just doesn't seem like he's like the, the league, 
the Premier League is such a high intensity league that on constantly. Yeah. Like game in, game out, every minute, every second you have to be on. You can't have a, a, a as one of my teachers called, you can't have a brain fart and just <laughs> shut off for like a second because then you, you have you, you have those two instances that he had that really made his whole day bad. So Yeah. So if you somehow managed to miss the game, um, the first goal, um, he just wasn't there, was he? He he tried a weird like thought trap that was really probably he just should have just put his body in front of it. Instead, he jumped and tried to stick his leg out and it like deflected right to Sterling. Hit off his hip or something like that. And he was just like, "What, what, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? It's it's football, not thigh ball, right? Um, and then the second to mistake he made, where I think it was it was Mares who was through, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And he just decided to pull him back. And last man, goal scoring opportunity, didn't even make an attempt to play the ball, right? And it was just it was just rash. I mean. Mm-hmm. Either way, it was going to be a goal, right? Because Mares doesn't really miss from that range. Yep. And it ended up being a penalty. He gets sent off. But fair play to um, David Louise. After the game, he came out and actually spoke to the press. Um, so he came out probably about twenty minutes after the game had finished and um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> spoke to Jeff Shreves, who's um, pitch side uh, pundit. Okay. Uh, for Sky Sports off here in the UK. And he came out and just said, that was my fault. Yeah. We lost because of me. Um, yeah. I know my contract's out at the end of the season. I want to stay. Mikel Arteta wants me to stay. That's it. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, for a player to come out yeah. Yeah. and admit that he it, it was his fault. Yeah. You don't see that happen too often, do you? No, you don't. And, and I will I will give him credit, not just for that time, uh, pretty much in on most occasions when he has those big mistakes, he, he will hold his hand up and say, uh, it's my fault. So yeah. um, I, I, I will 100% give him that credit. And he definitely never shies away from from talking about making those mistakes. He, he's definitely one of those players and doesn't like, you know, whenever Brendan Rodgers and what was it, the, the 14, 15 season in Liverpool was like, our guys played really well after getting beat, like, you know, 4-1 <laughs> by whomever. Like, it was every, every every match he would say that. And it was just like, dude, like, we all yeah. saw what happened. <laughs> like, let's yeah. not mince our words here. Like, let's be honest about the fact that the team played poorly. Um, and so <laughs> it's very rare to see a professional go out and, and, and admit those faults and, and hold their hand up and say, you know what, that's me. So all credit to him on that. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, it finished four nil, from what I remember. I know it was only last night, but you know. Yeah, and then I, there was I, the. I, I want to say baby brain because you know sometimes yeah. I forget. It, yeah, that that's a real thing, actually. So. Yes, it really is. Um, uh, what day is it again? I don't know. Uh, what time is I'll, it? Did all I, I know is I'm today? back to work tomorrow. <laughs> After being, I've had four months off and I'm back to work. That's gonna oh, be wow. weird. So, yeah. Um, um did, I just did, wanna... Is there any update on on the player who got injured at the towards the end, uh, Garcia? 
Um, he, I, so they spoke to Pep Guardiola after the game, and yeah. he said that he was awake, okay, which is great. Um, yeah, but they were going to take him to hospital just to go for, through some tests because obviously yeah. it was one heck of a hit from uh, Edison. It was brutal. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, eh, that. that he was be just, okay. He just went down like that. Just yeah. Oh. Uh, as I say, I don't know whether it, uh, you get hear it over in America, but he went down like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, seen that. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. just out cold straight away. And I mean, fair play to Edison. I think he would get into most uh, Premier League defenses. Yes, he's with he's not a bad player. Yeah, he's, he's great with his feet. He can he can make a tackle, and he can head the ball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and take someone out at the same time. So, um, well, obviously, the, the big difference from before we had the Enforce break to now is the fact that mm-hmm. we have zero crowds there. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is the new normal. Um, mm-hmm. and we're hearing that phrase quite a lot now, especially in right. the soccer world. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys over in the States um, with your broadcast. But we had um, the option of two different broadcasts. So we had the option where it was just as is in the ground, um, mm-hmm. but Sky Sports were showing a second feed where they were pumping in artificial crowd noise like um, they've done with the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. But Sky have actually teamed up with um, EA Sports to provide okay. the crowd noise, which is kind of cool. Um, I did. did you guys get crowd noise over in the states? We we get crowd noise. We we didn't get the option to to um, at least in in the feed that I had. Maybe there's a special thing you can sign up for, but we only had the option again from what I could tell um, to have the crowd noise pumped in, mm. uh, which I don't mind, but also don't mind not having the crowd noise because it, it, it adds an interesting perspective that you don't really ever get. And you probably won't get, uh, after this is over. Right. Yeah. And once fans come back into the stadium, um, you get the, the, the sound of the coaches yelling, you get the sound of the players yelling and you can kind of start to figure out at least when the, with the Bundesliga early on, what things were important to yeah. them. Right. Like you thought, oh, okay, this is this is the, the tactic that they're trying to use. But then you listen to them and you can hear them screaming at a certain point. You're like, oh, actually, this was what was important to them. Yeah. Uh, so I have to say, I, I watched the Bundesliga when it first came back. And at that time, they had no crowd noise coming through. Mm-hmm. They've now changed it to having crowd noise. And now we've had the Premier League back with. I watched both games with the crowds um, mm-hmm. in there. Now that I've experienced both, I actually prefer no crowd noise. Yeah. I don't know whether that's controversial <laughs> or not, but I actually preferred it without the crowd. Yeah. Because, of, like you said, you can hear the, the coaches shouting on the touchline. You mm-hmm. can hear the players screaming yeah. for the ball and things like that. And it's, to me... I much prefer that. It's I don't know whether it's because it's just because it's different, or mm-hmm. whether it's because the crowd noise that was being filtered through was just mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Um. Because it just sounded like just a crowd. Not there weren't that many chants going on. Um, yeah. I know in the city game, you heard 
Arsenal fans um, shouting Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah. Because that never actually happens at the Emirates. Right. <laughs> I had to get that one in there. Um, and the fact that and the, the fact that the game was at the Etihad, I mean, without the crowd, they actually had more crowd than they had there before. Right, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> get the dicks in there. Uh, yeah, All because we I don't definitely... support a Premier League team. <laughs> we were definitely uh, making that observation as well that, like, oh, this is just like a regular match for Man City. It was just weird. The yeah, crowd I noise think... was bizarre because they got the top because they were doing the hey, oh, yeah. oh. Right. But when they had a miss, the, the timing was just so far out. Yeah, it, it just that... kind of it just didn't feel right. And next next games I'm going to watch. I'm just going to just watch it without the crowds because right. you don't get that interruption. You don't get that disconnect. Yeah, I was wondering, like, the some of the Bundesliga matches actually were, were pretty well-timed, some some of them. Hmm. Um, I think the, the Dortmund matches that were at home, uh, the one I watched actually was, I was like, oh, this is actually, they, they've done a pretty good job with this one. But like you said, there have been some hmm. where you're just like, all right, something important happened here and no one is like, there's no cheering. There's no, yeah. like, like in there, no chanting for the home team that actually matches what the home team usually does when they're, you know, chanting. Right. So yeah. like, what, what is like, what, what's going on? Like, uh, so, um, but like you, I'm, I'm a big fan of like, just not having it so I can hear, like I said before, what's important to the team, what's important to the coach. Why, at what point are they shouting at, at after which actions are they are they shouting? Um, like, what sorts of things are they shouting to their players? Yeah. I know it's in German, and so you can't really understand, but you can pick up on tone. Like, okay, they're really angry right now. So something <laughs> this player did or this decision that he just made was incorrect, even though I thought it was right. It was obviously yep. incorrect. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, It does open your eyes a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also interested, though, what... I know that they're going to do a mini like Champions League down in in in, in Portugal, but yes. I'm also interested like one what's going to happen with European competition for the 2021 season, and then how that's going to affect uh, international competition and qualifiers, right? Because if you're not teams aren't traveling and players aren't traveling, yeah. what do you do? Exactly, right? it's how do you it, have these competitions? Yeah, it's going to be a bit strange because you've got as you said, I can't. Well, for us in England, travel is very, very difficult. It's mm-hmm. not impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, unless there, there's certain exceptions, but yeah. Um, team, I don't know whether football would be classed that as an exception, but right. we shall see. Yeah. In terms of the tournaments, yeah. I know in Europe, you can travel within Europe now. As far as I understand, that's that's been lifted. So, if you're going from Spain to Portugal or France to Portugal or whatever, then that's right. not a problem. But for us over in England, in the UK, yeah, hmm, things yeah. will have to be getting lifted. I know there's been um, actually a coronavirus briefings. So we get that daily here in the UK, okay. and there there was something about there might be ease in lockdown even further. So. Fingers crossed, whilst we've been right. recording, 
<laughs> lockdowns have been eased that a little bit more and they might yeah. have announced that pubs are going to reopen. My fingers are crossed. <laughs> At the moment, I'm recording the, uh, my my end through my uh, phone, so I've got Do Not Disturb on, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> There's no, no alerts are coming through, so I don't know whether... I mean, I could look on my computer, but that would distract yeah. me too much. Yeah. And I'd probably just be sat here and go, what are you doing? Um, yeah. And if you're listening and you're only listening to the audio version, you're thinking, what are you talking about? I can't see what you're doing. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's a strange old time. And I don't. I, I wish I knew the answer to this, um, whether... And what's going to happen with the European and internationals? Yeah, but you're just going to have to take it play it by ear, really. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's what they're 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 doing now is like they're just like, all right, let's get this season done. Yeah, and then we can start thinking about logistics for the subsequent season. Yeah, if we can even have that. Um, so, I mean, I think at this moment in time, nothing's off the table. Right. Literally nothing. Yeah. So no idea was going to be a bad idea as such. Right. Yeah. Um, this could be a complete rescheduling of the FIFA calendar, depending on obviously yeah. how long this goes on, um, whether them, they switch the FIFA calendar to calendar year. That would be obviously a massive, massive change because as we all know, most leagues around the world go from mm-hmm. summer to spring uh, the following yeah. year. Um, obviously, Major League Soccer doesn't, um, right. because obviously things like uh, weather uh, permit. Mm-hmm. It's a bit yep. difficult during the winter in the, in the states. Yeah, um, it's a little cold. Yes, especially in the in the north side. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's going to be tricky. Um, I know obviously the Euro twenty twenty has been delayed by a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's going to be strange. Whatever happens, yeah, it's going to be weird. I know the Champions League um, tournament, as you just mentioned, that's in Portugal. It was meant the final was meant to happen in Turkey, mm-hmm. uh, but they've already said that um, Istanbul will automatically get another one further down the road. Yeah, uh, they don't have to go through the bidding process to enable that. Um, but. Yeah, depending on how long this goes on for, whether we'll get a delay to the 2021 season or whether it just becomes the 2021 season, as in the year, mm-hmm. um, for most countries, who knows? Yeah. Um, I just hope things get obviously get back to normal sooner rather than later. But if it means that we've got to wait a few more months to get rid of this virus, mm-hmm. then... I'll happily wait. I'll happily yeah. wait for that. Um, and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I think that was the the objective early on with the, I don't know if you all use the term in the UK, flattening the curve, right? People are going to yeah. get it. Yeah. You just want to make sure yeah. that it doesn't get so crazy that, you know, hospital units can't take whatever is happening. Yeah. And so, you know, <clears throat> what, what we're seeing here is that, um, you know, in places like Florida and Georgia, Texas are still kind of in their first wave, but it's yeah. increasing. 
right? And they've, they've opened up because they didn't increase in, in March and April and May. And so they've opened up now and it's now increasing to the point where it's like, okay, are you going to have to close down again? Or yeah. are you going to have to deal what, what issues you're going to deal with? And so, um, and I think early on some, some, uh, sports pundits basically said that we're going to have to get used to not having, or we're going to have to get used to the idea of not having a college football season in, in, in the, uh, in the fall. Um, and, and I, you know, for a lot of the South, myself included, I'm a big American football fan. So, uh, it's kind of something like, you know, uh, Saturdays were, uh, football in the morning, premierly yeah. in the, uh, college football in the afternoons all day in front of the television. My wife didn't like that too much, but um, I probably won't be able to get away with that this year. But yes. um, the, the, you know, basic idea is that this, this is something that is important. Like sports is a, is a major part of the culture in the U S it is in, in a lot yeah. of countries, but I think yeah. for the U S Saturday and Sunday afternoons, um, you know, Baseball in the fall playoffs is a big, is an important thing. College football, professional football in the fall is huge. Um, college basketball in the spring is always this big part of the culture, and not having that has really kind of shaken everybody up, and it's really caused some like discomfort. Which I get. I, I was looking forward to sitting at home with my with with, with my daughter you know, holding her, feeding her and watching college basketball, watching all the soccer yeah. I could, but it didn't happen. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was really looking forward to those really late nights, um, <laughs> spending yeah. when my son was obviously going to be awake, needing a feed right. or whatnot. And he, yep. him and my wife would come downstairs, watch, watch the DC United game with me. <laughs> yeah. And, that's just gone completely out of the water. So, <laughs> it's been a bit strange. Um, before we yeah. actually start speaking about lockdown, I'm just going to do um, the little thank you to the sponsors of the show, which is the MLS UK okay. show. Um, so thank you to Elliot and Henry for sponsoring the 2020 season. Um, they are absolutely fantastic. They are the guys who inspired me to do, do this show. Um, so I head over onto their Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, youtube channel because they do uh, podcasts on video as well um just give them a, either a follow a like subscribe do everything um listen to their podcast because it is absolutely fantastic they're doing um interviews at the moment so they covered lockdown so they've had players they've had head coaches on oh, nice. there um they've had john champion the commentator on there that has been my favorite nice. That's been my favorite interview so far. Uh, so please do go check it out. Um, if you ever tweet them or send them a message, tell them that you've followed them from me. Just so, mm -hmm. because, you know, it's it's a nice thing to do. Um, <laughs> but we're going to now talk about um, being dads in lockdown. Um, yep. Because as we've already talked about, we've both got new, new babies. Um, yep. First time dads. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we need all the help we can get. But we're in lockdown. So help is yeah. minimal. Yeah. Um, uh I, how have, I'm what have you found I I, I don't want to say difficult because I, if like me, everything's been difficult. Yeah. But, 
the the biggest thing has been you know like i envisioned uh taking her out for walks more often yep and like just getting out in, into the neighborhood and you know walking into the you know we live we're in DC, but the neighborhood we're, we're in the closest kind of like commercial area where there's some like shops and like restaurants is about a half a mile walk maybe away. Okay. And so it's not terrible, but yeah, it, it's still a trek. Um, and it, I imagine taking that walk with her, like in the morning, it's like my wife works at, at, um, she's a physician. So whenever she would, go to work we'd walk with her to the metro and then like continue on into the 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 little area and maybe grab coffee somewhere and you know meet the other dads or moms or whatever and like just you know build some sort of like community with new you know new parents but none of that has happened right and now i'm like i'm like i don't want to i'm not going to take her out for a walk i don't (laughs) want to expose her to anything that's that's happening and so that's my thing i'm like like what like i i don't i don't know um, but I, I can tell you also the, the thing I was most afraid of, uh, and the thing I got over the quickest was changing diapers. I was I like, completely, say that. I was completely like nervous about like, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to handle this. And then within <laughs> two weeks I was like, ah, this poopy diaper. Got it. <laughs> oh, you're in a way you're lucky cause you've got a girl. So you don't yeah. get the pee fountains. <laughs> Yeah, that happens more than most people let on. So, yeah, yeah I mean that was a big thing for me. I know um, my family, uh, my sister, she had. Um, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but she had kids when mm-hmm. she was young. So, um, right. so I was. I'm a younger brother, so mm-hmm. I was kind of around kids from a young age. Got um, it. Okay. Had the had a taste of changing changing what we called nappies. Um, right. And. Uh, but that was quite a long time ago because I'm mm-hmm. much, much older and much, much thinner <laughs> up on top now. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that I would say it was baby-related, but that's just genetic. Um, yeah. It's the grey hairs that have come through now. Right. But changing nappies, it's incredibly daunting. Uh, I don't know about right. you, but uh, my little boy, Jack, he his legs just got yeah, they all just over start the place. Moving. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, just, just get your leg down. Let me yeah. put it on. <laughs> um, the only, the one big thing about nap, nappy changing is, have you? I don't know whether you've heard of it, but or experience, <clears throat> but something called a punami. Uh, I, I think you. I've had something similar, but I'll, well, I'll let you explain. <laughs> so, for those that don't know. Uh, a punami um, is basically where a baby poos so much yeah. it comes out of the nappy. Yep, we've had that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, she there's there's a picture of of me on Instagram with her, and she's looking at my wife smiling uh, as she's like I've been feeding her, and I just feel the. Like she's passing gas, but it's also like this is this is filling up, yeah. and now my leg is warm, and I was like, "Uh, it, what's going on?" And I kind of lift her up, and it's like all over my leg, yeah. and you know she's still feeding, and then she looks at my wife and she smiles really big, like right as she does more, and I was just like, "Come on, really? 
uh, and then for like a week straight, she she did that at the same time. It was like a, a routine. What? Every day at the mid morning feed, <laughs> like ten a.m., I'm sitting there watching like whatever I'm watching, feeding her, and I'm like, Amanda. You got to come over here and get, get her for me. I got to change my pants. Like, so you just got to change everything. Uh, so, but she hasn't had as many uh, of late, and I don't know if it's just like uh, fingers across. She control fingers across. Yeah, yes. I, that's that's all I can say. Fingers yes. across that, that it it doesn't keep happening. Oh. Uh, but that the, the other thing that I'm and I haven't had to deal with, and I know I will is um being out in public and having to change a diaper um and, and having to go to like a, a, a bathroom and, yeah. and or if she's like had a real like had a blowout a punami as you <laughs> as, as you say it like in a public place yeah. and you're just like well i don't have a change of clothing for her or um you know it's everywhere yeah and i'm gonna have to like come up with some unique way of like solving this um and then like if we're on a plane right and this happens i don't like that's gotta be the worst i lose sleep over that actually that's gotta be the worst (laughs) i know i've um because of here in the uk um you've been allowed to go outside as long as you keep up the two meter distance from other people outside your household um so me and fliss we've been down to parks and things like that so Mm -hmm. Because the weather, since the mm. lockdown was at its tightest, the weather was absolutely brilliant. Nice. I mean, the best weather I've ever seen. Yeah. It's been like mid-20s, uh, sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. Then lockdown's now eased and we've got thunderstorms and wet weather. <laughs> yeah. But back to my point. Um, yeah. So we spent a few uh, days, well, a few afternoons out in the park. So we'd... we'd take little jack along in the pram mm-hmm. we've got the uh, yep. camping chairs just out there and yeah he, he doesn't need changing so it's not as scary as you think because people people know babies need changing right yeah, yeah. um <laughs> it's it's always i think i find in my head anyways because it's something's new and it's outside of my comfort zone i instantly yep. worry about it yep but then yeah, yeah. you've got to then we've got to think people have seen it a thousand times before yeah, and they'll have gone through it themselves before as well. So people are not going to be that bothered by it. Um, I don't know. Is uh, your little girl, has she been breastfed or is it uh, formula? Uh, Both actually. And I think we spoke early on. Um, I don't know what, what was happening if my wife wasn't producing enough or Mm. if, my daughter was not like latching on. Yeah. Um, and that, that happens. That happens early on in the first two weeks where it just takes yeah. time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know what they don't tell you at the hospital is like, yeah, you can go get some formula to mm-hmm. you. Cause your objective is to, to, to make sure your baby is fed. And if she's not fed, she's going to be screaming the entire time. <laughs> uh, so no the first night, that. no one wants that. The first night home was pretty, miserable for my wife uh and then at like four in the morning her dad comes and gets me he was like we're going to cvs we're gonna go grab some formula yeah and so we drove up to to the cvs which is a local uh drugstore um and 
actually it's a national chain, but we uh, get some formula and then it was just like magic. She just was like, all right, like I'm good now. Like, yeah. <laughs> but we, we do both um, usually in the mornings and then in the evenings for breastfeeding and then throughout the day uh, it kind of three hour intervals uh, yeah. the, the formula. Okay. So what, what about you all? So we're exclusively breastfeeding. Um, I mean, okay. I think it probably helps because the maternity leave over here is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, because it's a lot better than your, ours. I think <laughs> your wife at the moment is working. Yeah, she's she's working from home. But, okay, so that's not too uh, she, bad. She, but, but she's still like, she has, she's in the office the entire yeah. time. She doesn't leave it because she's seeing patients. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so Fliss um, is off at the moment. So she's mm-hmm. been off the same amount. Well, she had a couple of weeks off before I went on uh, paternity leave. Um, and I know in the UK, standard paternity leave is only two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the company I work for, they give us uh, 14 weeks, which is just insane wow absolutely yeah. insane and what tops it yeah. even better it's full pay yeah nice. <laughs> it is full pay so thank you to the company i'm not going to say who the company is because i don't get paid to advertise them yeah, sorry yeah. sorry my company um <laughs> but yeah things like that they're absolutely brilliant so Right. Thank you, guys. Um, so, I, like I said at the start of the show, I go back uh, tomorrow. So, my time is up. Um, mm-hmm. I took an extra three weeks of leave um, on top of the 14. So, I've near enough had four months off. Right. Um, but because Fliss is off, she can breastfeed at any point. Right. So, yep. she gets up in the night. Um, she's an absolute legend um, yeah. for doing that. Um I mean, Jack will wake me up um, because he's. We have a uh, next to me crib, yeah. So he's right there, um, kicking his little yeah. legs around, waving around <laughs> his arms in the air like he just doesn't care. And yeah. he's just. So he'll wake up at at the moment. It's usually between two and four. I then wakes up okay. at about half six, seven o'clock. So then we're up for the day. Okay. Right. Um, he has slept through the night a few times. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we've got on that one. Um, nice. But yeah, so Fli- like I said, Fliss will breastfeed um, mm-hmm. all the time. There's been occasions where she's gone out. Um, there's, she's expressed um, some milk so I can feed Jack um, if needs be. Yep. Um, yep. There was a time, who would have been two weeks ago now, I think it was, um, okay. where my wife was doing what's called a, a keep and touch day. So she spends a day with the company just to keep up to date with things. What's happening? Right. Yeah. Um, so I was going to look after Jack for that day. So plenty of milk in the fridge, ready for to get fed. Yeah. Um, however, she decided to um, put a chair leg through her toe. So we ended up in A&E. Um, yeah. She ended up just feeding them as normal. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have to feed them. Um, yeah. But the option is there so she's got the electronic breast pump um which is insane yeah and it saves us having to buy formula in that way so Mm -hmm. that is a that that is a good point i mean that was a good that was a point for us why we wanted to to breastfeed early on Mm -hmm. um and then 
at some point it became it, it just wasn't like feasible knowing that Amanda was going to have to go back to work uh, at, yeah. at three months um, and we we were working it where and also the other thing is like when you do the, the pumping like sometimes not enough comes out so yeah. even if even if we were doing that and saving it up for later it was she was pumping so much that there wasn't any for for uh, Martha, our daughter, yeah. to, to have whenever we were feeding. Um, so it, it was a combination of all those things and then um, formula she seemed to be okay with and settle with because I know sometimes babies don't settle yeah. with it. Um, and, yeah, it was just that part, I think, was um, – I think that helped us a little bit to get into to a routine. Um and we've gotten into one. We've settled into one pretty, pretty easily. Like she'll wake up between, you know, five thirty and six thirty. Um, my wife will have been up since five anyway. She's exercising because that's the only time she can get her time into exercise. Then she goes and, and feeds Martha for a little bit, and yeah. then goes in either into the other office, which is the nursery, um, and does her work from like seven thirty to about four thirty. Uh, and then she comes back in the afternoon and then Martha eats every three hours and then has a three hour nap in the middle of the day. So, um, You've got a nice that's why I'm able to, t- <laughs> what's that? You've got a nice little routine going. We do. We do. Um, and you know, she's doing the, the rolling over from, from oh, back, yeah. back to front, uh, yes. and has done some front to back, but, oh, wow not like not consistently and i think it's more just like the momentum of, of flipping over like continued <laughs> she did that and she like <laughs> she shocked herself uh what, what she'll do is, is she'll flip over and she'll like scream like not like a cry scream but like a happy like scream yeah and it's like a a power lifter when they like lift something heavy and they like <laughs> do their like one thing and they're like screaming at the end of it like ah like That's that and she'll do that for like 10 seconds and i'm just like what is going on like what's wrong with you it uh, is absolutely but... amazing <laughs> yeah i oh, know um, uh, my, my little boy jackie's um started mm-hmm. he's moving his way over so yeah. if we put him down on his activity mat he will literally just f- try and flip himself over he gets mm-hmm. onto his side but we will yeah to get him f- we kind of hold his hand and then he kind of pulls himself the rest of the way. Yeah. So he's he's near enough there. He hasn't gone from front to back, but back to front. Um, yeah. The thing that we do, we're getting a heck of a lot more time in now is uh, the, the tummy time. Yep. Tummy uh, time. Tummy time, um, which we did, which, well, I did last night with him. So he was watching the football on TV. So yeah. I was just like, this is a good time to get some tummy time in here. Put him down. And there he is just yeah. doing this. I was like, that is absolutely brilliant. So he, yeah. he likes his football. So yeah. when MLS does come back, he will be uh, supporting the black and red. Good. Um, uh, she's, she's big on the sports too. Like uh, the other shows that we can put on and she won't follow as much, but it's, you know, the movement like captures her yeah. attention and she's like really into it. Like with soccer, I can sit her on my lap 
and she's like watching and she's like kind of calm, she, you know, chews on her thumb or she's on a pacifier or, you know, is like, rah, 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 you know, like trying to do the like mimicking, like babbling. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, okay, cool. So, <laughs> yeah, I know um, our little lad, he, he likes the rugby as well. Okay. Good. Um, and a little thing. So when Fliss was pregnant with Jack, the mm-hmm. first time we felt him kick was when we were watching rugby and the crowd noise was quite loud and he just kicked then and we were like, and then every time we huh. watched a sport right he, he would be kicking whenever the crowd noise was on so we're like there you go yes yes he loves the sports <laughs> there, there you go <laughs> um but yeah he, we also um to kind of, kind of keep him occupied when he's getting a little bit bored of his toys and things like that is um something called hay bear on youtube I've not heard of it. I'll, I'll write that have, down. Have a little look on that one. Um, any new dads out there, if you haven't heard of it, get on it. It's brilliant. Um, very, very catchy music, but it's all high contrast stuff um, on there. Okay. So it really keeps the baby's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got animals. The the one he likes the most is uh, the dancing fruit. So he, he, gets, okay. he gets quite excited when he sees the pineapple on the screen. Right. Don't know what it is about those pineapples, but he loves them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 just one of those things where it keeps his attention. He gets very excited. He gets very happy mm-hmm. about it. So it's something that we didn't want to have to do to keep mm-hmm. his attention and stop him from getting bored and crying and things. But it works. Yeah, it's, we um we do some reading. Uh, with her outside of like tummy time and general, like she'll sit next to me on the um, computer and um, yeah. it's just, she'll sit next to me on the computer and um, or while I'm reading or while, you know, Amanda's doing something. And so um, a lot of times during tummy time, we'll also like get out, get out a book or if I'm reading something, I may read a like paragraph or two of that. It, she just likes the, I think in general, she likes the interaction and the, the, the voices and just hearing us uh, communicate. And um, then we play some like really soft music, like uh, some like classical relaxation music or whatever. Mm. Um, and that usually helps her. Like if she's unsettled, um, like, and you know, they do the, you, you feed them and then they do that like 30 minute nap, like moment, Yeah, you know, like yep. afterwards. And, and sometimes she like fights that. And if you could kind of like rock her and like, like play a little bit of whatever Beethoven or Bach or whomever, um, she'll like fall asleep. I don't know the, I don't uh. know like the names of the classical musicians. I just know like, ah, I like the way this sounds. So yeah. I'm just going to play it. You know? So, but, uh, um, so music wise, we've got, um, hit our little Jack into a little bit of rock music. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we, we, we've, <laughs> been playing him some Foo Fighters uh, oh, okay. so he's he's kind of uh, happy with that um, but generally speaking we'll just put a playlist on just with something random um, well no yep. there's one time uh, when he was um, again when he was in the in the womb uh, used to sing mm-hmm. uh, toss a coin to your witcher from the uh, TV show The Witcher The Witcher okay oh yeah um, <laughs> some, something to check out um, again if you've not seen the TV show highly recommend it um henry cavill is absolutely fantastic um but there's the song um 
Tosser Conti, it's so catchy. It's, mm-hmm. They had to bring forward the release of the soundtrack because everyone wanted it because of that song. So, oh, wow. Okay. It, it brought out a lot of memes and we can sing that to him. And he, he just kind of just has a nice, nice little smile on his face. All right. Um, and no, um, nothing um, I'd do with him. I lit, sit, lie him down on my lap. Uh-huh. And just get his legs and just do roll, roll your butt. Yeah. And for some reason, he just giggles. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He just sits yeah. there and just giggles. I'm like, I'm just doing roll, roll your butt. And I'm just getting closer to your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she likes the, um, if she's sitting in her little, like, there's like a little chair that we have for her, like a more like a rocking seat. Yeah. I don't know what the technical term is for them, but... She likes doing like I'll put my hands up and she'll like kick her feet out, kind of like a, a leg press. Yeah. She'll just like she just like I'll just say push, push, and she'll like push, and I'm like okay, and like then she'll start kicking her legs like wow. like that, like kind of going along with it. She, I don't think she knows what push means, but I think she just <laughs> sees my hands there and she knows it's like push time. That's, that's uh, so pretty good. Yeah. And then in terms of like the, um, you know, sometimes you'll. You know, you'll hold like the baby in the in, in your, you know, what is it? The el- crook of the elbow, right? I, I don't yep. know what it's called, but yeah. So, a lot of times she'll fight that and then want to be flipped over and be held on like her stomach on the forearm as opposed oh, wow. to her back. And then she'll just like we'll walk around and she'll just be like gnawing on her on her thumb or um, you know drooling everywhere. And then kind of <laughs> like with this like smile on her face goofy look on her face and then she'll like either pass out or be done with it and like kind of like fight to roll over again which is kind of a it's interesting because she'll um you know i think she's associated that like position Hmm. on her back on my forearm as you're gonna go to sleep and so she fights it yeah and she won't look at she won't look at me if she's in that position unless she's like really tired yeah and so she'll just like fight that and so she wants to roll over so she doesn't have to go to sleep it's like all right well (laughs) (laughs) for me um trying to get our little boy to sleep if i'm sat down just doesn't Mm -hmm. happen i have to stand up and walk around okay it's so i'll have him so he's up on my shoulder um that's the only way it seems at the moment that I can get him to sleep. It used to be a case of when he was um, a few weeks old that I'll just have him in the crooked arm position and mm-hmm. I could just literally look at him, rock him a few times, mm-hmm. have a little walk around yep. with him out like a light. Now, yep. if I sit down, if I've had him there and he's starting to settle, I'm like, cool, right, I can sit down now. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Every no. time I think no. that and I go to sit down, it's just like, <sighs> Like, oh, yeah. I've got to stand up. It's been like half an hour. I just want to sit down. <laughs> My back's yeah, killing yeah. me. Um, <laughs> it's just, oh. but now he's, he's getting a lot better. Um, right. But most of the time he will only sleep out with his mum, which is really okay. annoying. <laughs> but she's the one who comforts yeah. him, gives them, gives them breastfed yeah. milk. And he just right. settles in there and it's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I don't know whether uh, I'm just looking at the light on my camera um, from the feed. It's getting a little bit dark because it looks like we're going to get a thunderstorm. Yeah, we're, we've had uh, we've had a few days of st- or 
yesterday was stormy and i think yeah. the next two days it's supposed to be as well yeah um, been like so, that a lot recently for us this last yeah. week um i drove home and it were uh, literally the windscreen wipers just weren't going quick enough for me to see yeah. when i was right. driving okay. it was just crazy um have you just for again just for people who are listening have you had to sort of any really really difficult times um since becoming a new dad um i think you know the the i think the most difficult thing for me was i expected myself to so i was you know doing writing and some creative stuff and i'd wanted to kind of shift gears again and and go into I've got a friend that works at a consulting firm and he was like, Hey, just apply. Like, we'll get you, we'll fit you in You're, you know, you fit all the criteria. The biggest thing for me was that because COVID-19, I put that to the side because we're not comfortable sending Martha to, um, to daycare or hiring a nanny. Um, so that's been for me, the most difficult thing is like giving up that, um, you know, and of course, like, Males have this expectation of, of working and bringing an in income and yeah. being the breadwinner. And I kind of, a long time ago, whenever my wife got married, I knew that, A, I would never make as much money as she makes. <laughs> so I just gave up that, like I did, like I can't, I can't compete with her salary yeah. at all. And so um, it's just not going to happen. And uh, so the big thing for me is being a stay-at-home dad essentially and having to like accept that moniker if you will and kind of uh shift that expectation of being like okay like my nine to five is taking care of my daughter yeah um and, and doing what i can to to make sure that everything she needs during that time period I, i'm i'm the primary person for um and that I mean that does a that does a number on a, a male psyche, I think, and it it you know it is what it is, and I think what happens a lot of times with with parents, you just do it because that's what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, in those like quiet moments, you're like, you know, what what you know, what else? What, yeah. what, what about yourself? Yeah, so for me, I've I've had a really pretty tough time where mm-hmm. I've had some horrible thoughts, uh, to say the least. Um, it's I've had some dark moments. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Um, yeah. It's I've had walks where I've just gone out by myself and I've just thought mm-hmm. I could just pack it in here. Yeah. And just that would be it. Um, yeah that's how low i've got um but okay. it's been a case of i've got this mate who's in a similar position he's a new dad's baby's kid was born november last year and he struggled with mental health but having mm-hmm. him and being able to talk to him um, yeah it's just been fantastic um mm-hmm. and that helped me then speak to my wife about it um mm-hmm. and i think that's been the big thing of trying to overcome it um, mm-hmm. and these horrible, horrible thoughts. It's actually just open up a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been, it just got on top of me. Just the fact that yeah. new dad, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, we're expecting to be able to go to baby classes. 
meet up with mm-hmm. other parents and just socialize. Yeah. That's been the fact that we've not been able to do that. I've not been able to yeah. um, fall onto my in-laws. I know I can't fall into my family because they're so far away. Um, right. I don't expect them to be waiting yeah. on hand and foot. Um, but not even having them being able to come down and see yeah. Jack. Um, I know my sister, she's been waiting a long mm-hmm. time for me to have a kid. Um, <laughs> she's been yeah. on at me to have one for a while. Uh, same with my niece and my yeah. nephews. Um, <laughs> but they've not been able to see Jack. So right. that's not been great. Obviously, we've got video calling, which has helped a bit, but it's just not the same. It's I've the same, seen yeah. someone yeah. in person. Um, right. I mean, most people are probably think I'm kind of used to it because I do a lot of interviews and things like that with people over in the States. Right. So I'm kind of right. used to being in front of the camera doing video calls. Yep. But it's not the same as being a it's person. It's not the same, yeah. Um, and not having been able to rely on family or friends to go and see, um, it just really, it really got on top of me. And I just thought, I can't do this anymore. I really can't. Yeah. I've got. Then you just pick up on all the negative stuff when you're in that kind of mm-hmm. frame of mind. So Jack was crying, and mm-hmm. Fliss was tired, um, yep. so things weren't being done around the house because I because I wasn't doing it. So whether it was washing yeah. up, cleaning, hoovering, that, yep. things like that, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I just need a break. And right. then when I was speaking to Brett, um, he put me in touch with a couple of dad groups over on facebook so mm-hmm. that's also you see a lot of dads who are in the same place but you know actually yeah. we're all in this together we're all dads we're all yeah. first time dads at some point we've all been through pretty mm-hmm. bad stuff but we're there to help yeah. each other um so the kind of thing why i wanted to touch on this is mm-hmm. the fact that the you might get yourself in that place and Mm-hmm. it's difficult to get out of yeah um, i still have days like that where i just think yeah you just yeah and you just feel right this is just not right but yeah i think i think the big the big thing that you that you did and that you're doing now uh is you talked about it you found yeah. some people uh you messaged me we we had a, a quick conversation yeah. um and you know, you, you had a friend who went through a similar thing. You reached out to him to see how he went about it and how he shaped everything. And then you had that conversation with your wife. And I think the, the big thing, the other big thing I should say, um, is destigmatizing these feelings, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, these feelings aren't wrong necessarily, right? Like yeah. these are natural feelings that you're going to have, right? Yeah. People are going to feel overwhelmed. People are going to feel like nothing I do is working. Um, it, it's a matter of being able to have that conversation and, and hold your hand up and say, listen, like I am feeling overwhelmed right now yeah. and I need a little bit of help. Yeah. Uh, and just saying that sometimes helps. And then taking that next step after that to, to dissect and unpack what all of that means. Yeah. Uh, so, so now, um, as soon as I told Fliss, mm-hmm. it, honestly, it felt like the weight of my yeah. world had just come off my shoulders. And right. I was just like, 
and like I said, most days before I spoke to her about it, most days were dark days. Mm-hmm. I haven't even told my parents this yet, so <laughs> sorry, mum and dad, but if you find out yeah. like this, um, yeah. but yeah, um, it was just, it was crazy. And like I said, mm-hmm. once, as soon as I started talking about it, mm-hmm. it just suddenly got better. I know um, yeah. I didn't do a, a podcast for a, over a month. Um, right. Which, even though we're in lockdown, that was just, it. that's not happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was affecting all parts of things that I really enjoyed. So whether it was just chatting to my son, who doesn't, mm-hmm. who doesn't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He goggles a bit back. Now, now because I've talked about it and I recognise that, you know what, these feelings are normal. They're, mm-hmm. they're perfectly normal. Um, I can now start enjoying talking to my mm-hmm. son. I can, I've mm-hmm. got back into doing this, which is something right. I, it's a passion of mine. Yep. Um, it's just one of the things. That, so if you are struggling and you are watching this, reach out to me. Honestly. Drop me a message over on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I don't know whether you can do on YouTube, but or Twitter. Mm-hmm. You need someone to listen to li- to listen to yeah. you. I'm happy to do it um, because yeah. honestly, it does help massively. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask you, David. I'm, I've got to look the right way. I want to ask you, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's been the best bit? for you oh um if you can actually when, even name a best thing oh the i can i can i don't know if it's the best bit but like whenever she um wakes up in the morning and she looks at you and is just smiling yeah. like to get this like grin on their face they're just so excited to see you or those moments whenever she is sleeping and she just like looks up at you and she's like I'm in my comfort zone because you're here. Yeah. And that keeps you going. It keeps me going at least. Um, and then just the, the general, like when she babbles or gurgles or whatever noises that she makes, um, that's been the best bit. What about yourself for you? I kind of got to say it's very, very similar. Um, so I know when, He's gone to sleep on me because, like I said, it doesn't yeah. happen too often. But right. he just he looks up at me and he just he just has this little smile and he smiles back and then he turns into this massive grin <laughs> and it's just like yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. When, when I'm doing the roll roll your butt and he's just chuckling and now I blow yeah. raspberries on his belly and uh-huh. that just brings out this massive massive gurgle <laughs> of laughter. Um, yeah, and even even doing his nappy changes. Yeah, I, I because I can just sit have him lying there on the on the mat. Yeah, and I'll just be sat there talking to him. And my thing that I had in my head, what I was imagining, was yeah. nappy changes would be full of crying. Yeah, they they would just be hatred, crying. Yeah, absolutely horrible nightmare of a thing to do but i've now found a way where when i'm changing them i'll tickle his belly tickle his armpits have a little chat with him there's no yeah. crying at all and yeah. it becomes a fun time mm-hmm. i just i what I, am I carry on 
Yeah, sorry. One, one of my friends told me early on that he was like, yeah, he's got two kids. And he was like, you're going to get used to narrating everything that you do. Yeah. And he was like, it, it's going to seem weird, but it's part of that like social interaction. It's part of them learning to hear the sound of your voice and, and understand different like language things. Um, and I don't do it every time, but you know, it, same general principle, like changing diapers, I thought was going to be crying all the time. But then you, like you said, it, it ends up being this time where you can interact with them one-on-one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, and I think that's a, a theme there. It's the interaction, isn't it? That you mm-hmm. have with, with your child, that bonds that you're building. Yeah. Um, well, because again, that was one of the, one of my big struggles early on was I felt like I wasn't bonding um because mm. fliss was doing the she was feeding him yeah she was having that close nice time with him and i was just there for nappy changes right yeah um but now the fact that I, i'm yes i'm there for nappy changes i do quite a lot um fliss yep. also does a fair share before before you shout at me fliss you do you do your fair share um <laughs> but it's it's there for things like the activity times, the, the mm-hmm. tummy time and yeah. the interaction way, whether it's reading a book or mm-hmm. just giving them a bath as well. Right. He's, he's just recently yeah. learned to splash. <laughs> Yesterday he started learning to splash. The splash. I was like, Oh no, <laughs> the place is going to get soaked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, um, that's also part of the, like, like deconstructing, like male the male psyche right is yeah. that we we think we have to always be in the lead we all, we think we have to always be the one that is the primary person and when your kid is born uh often that role is reversed and you go from being like the primary person to being the you know you're there for support yeah. you're the support guy right you're the one, you know, running to get the extra burp cloth, you're there, you know, oh, we forgot to get this extra diaper. Like you got to run back and get that, you know, or your wife needs an extra pillow during breastfeeding. Like you're the pillow guy at that moment. That's what you got to do. You're, you're the guy bringing the extra ammunition whenever you're, you're low. Right. So, um, and it, it, it definitely plays that, like it messes with you a little bit. And so you, you get into this, situation and um and like you said you you've talked about it you've you've been very vocal and and uh willing to share and that's always a a good thing to talk about those uh you know the feelings that you have and destigmatizing being willing to talk about it and that's the first step and often that's the 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 one step that helps the most yeah Uh, and that's that's the kind of thing i just want to want to bring a bit of visibility to it the fact that yeah it was always been in my head that before jack came along and before i even thought about it i was kind of chilled i was relaxed i wouldn't get stressed out or get really overwhelmed or anything i was just happy just to get on with things and then this happened and it really really messed with me um Mm -hmm. because as we both know, having a kid mm. really does change your life. Yep. 
and, and then to add COVID yeah. into that mix, <laughs> where yeah. everything changed on top of that, to go through two pretty much life-changing things in the space of a week and mm-hmm. having to adapt to that, that was difficult. Mm-hmm. That was tricky. But now yep. we're... we're I hope that we're on the the back end of it. We're in this kind of, as like I said earlier on in the show, the new normal. Mm-hmm. We're getting used to it. Um, things are easing, and I hope they do over the states as well to get better. Um, it's we're just we're getting there, and we're getting used to it. And things will progressively get better and better. And it's just crazy to see this little little being growing exponentially mm-hmm. far too quick for my liking because he's like I said, yeah. he's just over three months old <laughs> and he's starting to fill some six-month clothing yeah that was that's been the thing we keep telling people they're like what do you what do you need and we told them early on we were like we got enough newborn stuff get us yep. the three to six month get us the six to nine month yeah and she is starting to fill out the three to six month and we're like we don't have six to nine months so we're gonna have to get that at some point it's 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 balmy absolutely balmy and i if he takes after his dad so as you know david i'm quite a big guy yeah yeah six three six foot three three inches oh six four i'd add another half foot on that six ten six ten oh wow yeah i really hope he doesn't take after me because <laughs> that's that's not going to be uh, cheap. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, um, he's he's a big lad. Um, apparently, seventy fifth percentile. Uh, so there's still oh, a, wow. a fair chunk. Twenty five percent are apparently bigger than he is at his yeah. age. But he's he's a big guy. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how she, he gets. She's on. growing too. I think more. I don't know. Like I don't know where she sits percentile wise, but she's she's growing as well. And yeah. both Amanda and I are, are in mid level range of heights. Uh, I would like for her to be taller than us. <laughs> that's just a personal preference of mine. Yeah. I don't know uh, if that's going to happen. But uh, I got my dad's <laughs> jeans. He's he's uh, his mother's family was short, so. <laughs> We get we get those sheets, oh. um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, she's she's growing and we're we're happy about that. And we go in next week for the four month shots or the eight week shots. No, what, how long ago? Six, Sixteen week shots. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the pediatrician will tell us where she is on the, the that scale. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah those jobs are. Uh... Are a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing that solo uh, because my wife will be working, and Ooh. Um, not only am I gonna gonna be driving by myself, uh, and <laughs> I'm gonna be there by myself too. So uh, that, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, so far, um, yeah, you were only allowed one parent in at a time. Yeah. So okay. whoever does it has to do it solo. Fliss has mm-hmm. done it both times um, that he's had here, been over to the hospital. But thankfully, mm-hmm. the hospital is just there. 
Oh, nice. It's across awesome. the road from us, so it's close proximity. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's never a fun thing. Um, that's the kind of the days that I kind of dread the most, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually 24 hours, and then it's usually fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but I think... I think we've uh, come to a bit of an end because I can't think of yeah. anything else to uh, talk about to the listeners out no. there or the viewers out there who are watching. <laughs> um, you've, if you've got to this point, well done. You've got through the dad episode. Um, it is Father's Day this weekend. I don't know whether for us, Nika, is it the same in the States? Yeah, it, it is the same. It's also my, my wife's birthday is on Monday and our uh, wedding anniversary is Wednesday. So. Oh. Well, um, uh, we get a lot of there's a lot of packing in in, in five days. So, uh, uh, I just want to say um, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, um, and especially my dad. Um, so thank you for raising me. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> for, thank yeah, you for giving uh, me the uh, receding hairline, <laughs> um, the looks. You know, cheers, Dad. Um, but obviously, happy Father's Day to you as well, David. Yep. Same, same to you. And, you know, um, thank you for being willing to chat about, um, the things you, you, you went through and you, you were willing to engage and, and kind of roll back the, the stigma as, as they, as they say. And, um, that's huge, right? Like that's yeah. a big thing. And so thank you for that and, and being willing to share and hopefully other people will reach out to you and I'm available to on Twitter and Instagram. If you, if people, listen to it and they want to chat to some with someone yeah. if they're in the u.s uh and they want to be on the same time zone i'm, I'm around i can chit chat um and, and engage in conversation if if they want um and again happy father's day to to you and then to my dad as well he's sitting in bardstown kentucky nice uh, i think <laughs> probably reading something <laughs> intense and he's probably going to call me later and want to talk about it. So <laughs> there Amazing. you go. Um, <laughs> as you just mentioned, if people do want to reach out to you, um, where can they find you? Um, yeah. So my Twitter handle is uh, at Shams Writer. Uh, and my uh, Instagram handle is David Shams Writer. Um, so just reach out to me there. Um, and yeah. Yeah. There you go. And for, if you listen out there and somehow you don't follow me on any social media, um, just head over onto Twitter, which is at DC United Kingdom. Uh, give us a follow on that. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, it's at DC United Kingdom FC. And hit that subscribe button over here on YouTube if you're watching. Um, like the video. Feel free to comment on it as well. Um, share it with other dads out there. Um, that would be great just to get help get this message out there that if you're feeling low it's okay talk about it it there is other ways obviously you've got you you can go to therapy there's medication if you have to go down that route but for me what i found is working is just talking about it um it's like i say follow me message me i'm happy to talk about it and um Thank you for listening to this uh, Extra Time special show and this Father's Day special one, I'm going to call it. Um, And until next time, vamos United.